This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Buffalo Bill's Skin Repair. <laughs> Have you got a skin tear or laceration, but you just can't afford to go get proper stitches? Or maybe you just don't like the way that doctor sewed you up last time. Well, we've got the answer for you at Buffalo Bill's Skin Repair. At Buffalo Bills, you'll have your choice from dozens of stitch patterns, including the whip stitch, the back stitch, the straight stitch, and our most popular of all, the legendary chain stitch. Not sure what those will look like on your skin? No problem. We've got lifelike skin mannequins in store to model all of our stitch patterns and get you the look that your scar deserves. So don't settle for that simple interrupted suture look that you'll get down at the clinic. Wear your skin the way you wear your fashion. Buffalo Bill Skin Repair. <laughs> we do skin differently. <laughs> differently. <laughs> I'm not sure if I love that put impression. The, put the stitch in the skin. <laughs> I don't know if I love it or hate it. <laughs> Made me laugh. I'd fuck it. <laughs> Hello, Bev's Video Kingdom. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Put the Bev in the kingdom. <laughs> or you get the... That sounded more Grenadine like, again? Or get you Grenadine again. Okay. All right, shit. How's everybody doing today? So today we I'm are scared. gathered here in the uh, Bev's Outdoor Studio, and we on purpose gathered during the day so that Nate would show up because he was... So spooked by uh, Silence of the Lambs. I legitimately cannot watch that movie with the darkness. Did you, so how did you, I'm curious, before we even get into it, how did you watch it, Nate? I can't say that. Because you went ahead and just did the, uh, I No, it's it. because no. I watched it in a fashion. <laughs> close notes. I, I watched it in a fashion that was both illegal and dangerous. Ooh. And oh so I'm just going to say I watched it on my phone. Okay. As While driving? Driving. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, as mentioned, we watched The Silence of the Lambs. So, this is a weird one for me because I didn't see this until like way later after it came out. And uh, I I actually read the book and then watched the movie. And I read the book with the intention of watching the movie afterward. And I was like, I don't want to watch the movie before I've read the book. So uh, I think it's Thomas Harris. Thomas Harris. Yeah, correct. Thomas Harris wrote the book. The book's very good. There's a couple of different, uh, I believe there's some some different ones. There's a, there's a bunch of sequels to this movie. I can't speak on any of those. I don't think I've seen any of the like iterations afterwards. I read any of the Manhunter or yes. Red Dragon. Yeah. yeah, so Manhunter actually came out first. That was that was in right. '86 or something. So I haven't seen that. And and did, that's, they, did they redo that? So that they, that's that Red, Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah, so it's the Red Dragon right. story, that's and it's right. it's better. It's it, Red Dragon is more faithful to the the, the novel according to yeah. I think Thomas Harris and. Okay. And but, but the Manhunter, the 80s version, does have the last scene with like Inagata DeVita, and it's edited really fucking freaky. It's crazy, yeah. It's kind of wild. So, so. But yeah, it, it's it's really good. Yeah, then there was Red Dragon, and then there was the um, Hannibal, yeah. I think was the actual sequel, but then Jodie Foster wasn't in it, and it was like, it had, what's her face, uh, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, played Clarice? Oh, Cla- played Clarice. And, and Gary, oh, she played the same character? Same no. character, which was oh, kind of okay. lame. And, and then- uh, I like Julianne Moore, though. Gary Oldman is completely- unrecognizable as like one of the guys in it. it he's like got all this crazy prosthetic makeup on and I didn't I had no idea it was him until like years later Girl. Yeah. he's great he's, he's, he's a chameleon man. Yeah. A, a, a chamomile if you will <laughs> um, so anyway so I didn't see this so I didn't see this when it came out but I knew it was like a big deal and people said how scary it was I don't think the movie is particularly scary um, I think that, you know, there's some gore-y-ish stuff. I think there's some suspense. Um, a lot of uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. You know. Definitely. I think that, uh, you know, what really elevates this movie for me is um, I love the I love the acting and I love the music. I think the uh, music, yeah. the soundtrack is just fucking epic. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious uh, everybody's thoughts. This thing came out 1991, two hours. I feel like it feels a little long. Um, to me, uh, and directed by Jonathan, we decided Jonathan Demi is yeah. how you say it. Sure. Um, so I'm curious what everybody thought of it. Had everybody seen it previously? I feel like you probably all saw it before, right? So I'd seen it one time as I recall. Okay. And it was right when it came out on VHS or when you could steal it by having a giant satellite dish. So you were a young man. Yeah, I'll give you one guess as to why, as a 12-year-old, I chose to see The Silence of the Lambs. A girl. <laughs> That's <laughs> so well. Yep. I bet bonus points, if you know which girl, you can just give me the initials. L-Dub? Yeah, attaboy. <laughs> Gotta impress the L-Dub. <laughs> I had this huge, huge crush on this girl for most of my childhood. and uh, She was so, an FFA and had lambs, and you were like, I gotta see this shit. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. We were over we're going her. to a farm movie, okay? <laughs> we were over at her house. We were we hung out a lot, and uh, and I she had this giant satellite dish. And so I think it was like one of those where you could steal movies from around the world and whatever. And so I don't recall why, but for some reason it was like we should watch this movie. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess we should watch this movie. I mean, I'm, we're going to be sitting together on the couch. Yeah, we should watch this movie. And I remember, uh, I remember watching it and it, it was like a little, it wasn't nearly, you know, it's not a jump scare movie, which no. that's my, one of my, that and plus like there's some creepiness, but this one doesn't have a lot of that. Right. In fact, one of my questions here is like, do we count it as a horror or what exactly is it? But 
anyway, so I remember watching it, and I think at the time I'd known that it had, had won the Academy Award or that it was very well received. I used to watch the, all the Oscars back then. And I remember really liking it. Like, I remember thinking, oh, shit. Like, I just saw – in fact, I might – it might be the first time I remember seeing a movie and being aware that it was really critically acclaimed and being like, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just old enough to see it know about the critical acclaim and being like, oh, shit, like, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't watch it again for, what, 22 years? 30, 32 years? 32 years. Yeah. And and when you say big satellite, not to go on a tangent, but like no, we're, we're talking about those satellites that are like the yeah, size so, of your house. Like these right. things were fucking it looked, massive. It looked like what, what you now associate with like either a, giant, a radio station or like a space center. Yeah. 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 Like, exactly. They were really ridiculous. Yeah. No, like, it, it was like the size of, yeah. I don't, what would you say? I mean, it was it was bigger. It was further across than I am tall. That's yeah, so like eight feet across at least. They're on the outside of like more. a starship in Star Wars. Yeah. 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 So I, knew, I knew a handful of people that had them. Yeah, it was a big, like, it was like a thing. And it seemed you like every them. single person I knew, they were always having trouble with them. Like they're always broken. Oh, they, they would move. Like they would, they would like literally like. No, you'd have to like control where you'd have to like. Like if you wanted the, the stations from Australia, yeah, Australia, <laughs> no, no, that was good. that was a good accent. Uh, then you'd have to move the dash, but you could get them. I'm I'm right there with you, Nate, because I I saw this when I was young, and on the rewatch, there was like maybe one or two little parts that I kind of remember, but I know I've watched it. Like I I know I I, I sat through the whole thing, and uh, again, I I enjoyed it a lot. I wouldn't like put it down as like, oh, this is a classic. I, I can't believe I haven't been watching this a bunch lately. I don't think I'll ever like watch it again, but mm-hmm. it's a good movie. And and obviously, Anthony Hopkins is just a, I mean, a legit killer in this. Right. <laughs> Both uh, uh, in the movie as a character and just as an actor, it's it's tremendous. And and that performance carries it. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> How did? <clears throat> How long do you think the Forrest Gump trope is going to last here? We're, we're what, a month and a half out? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it six months. Yeah. yeah I mean, we're still course. saying the fucking Brad's Brothers Band thing. This <laughs> 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 shit could go on forever. Give it two years. Okay. Yeah. I don't specifically remember when, but I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater. Oh, really? And because I remember just, and, and I'm not a horror movie guy. I don't count this. I don't think this is a horror. I think it's more of a thriller. I think but, 100%. But I see it listed with a lot of horror. And and so I I guess with the subject material, it's kind of horror or whatever. But it's not. It's a thriller. And I remember feeling so much tension and so much fear when she's in that house. Some dread, yeah. And she, sure. wa- she walks into that one room and she sees that fucking corpse in the bathtub or whatever. Ugh. And all of a sudden the lights go out. And the worst part about that shit to me was like, oh my God, I hope she doesn't like fall in. Like that, oh. that's what scared me the most. <laughs> Because so, that would be gross. <laughs> that would be gross. But uh, yeah, I rem- I definitely remember uh, just being on the edge of my seat in in a lot of the parts and really in- enjoying it. And uh, but again, and and this is a movie I've actually watched dozens of times. It when, oh, wow. it's, when it's one of those that comes on, and I think I love it because of the acting and the characters and the interaction between Clarice and and, and Doctor Lecter. And and it's just it's to me it's great. And there's definitely some ridiculous stuff in it. And uh, and we'll. Probably get into all that, but and there's, I, but there's also some a, a few really clever scenes too. Absolutely, like, like just the way they were edited, the way they're kind of thrown together. The way it's shot is is brilliant. Yeah, the cinematography is awesome, and like you said, the music's great. The music I think really punctuates a lot of it, and it's just super like swelling crescendos yeah. that just really that just really kill it for me. And I didn't think that it cleaned up like it did at the Oscars. Because it, oh, it, it was did. A phenomenal. It was best I mean, picture, best actor, best actress, best director. 
best adapted screenplay. So I have a couple of interviews. That's not bad. I, I, well, yeah, so, they, they call that like, uh, there's there's some name for that that yeah, like, it only happened happen two very, other times. Yeah, it so does that. not happen very often. Yeah. So, so a couple other, couple of comments. One, I actually thought Hopkins was not in the movie enough to be the best lead. Like I, when I, I hadn't thought of it until, you know, originally, but like he's not, he's more of a supporting character really. I mean, he, he's a, he's a focal point right. in terms of like the narrative, Mm-hmm. But he his his screen time can't be. I mean, compared to Jodie Foster, it's got to be like. And really, Jodie Foster's the only like lead in this. Movie. This is the There's a bunch of supporting characters, clearly. but I think second would be him. Probably. Yeah, and he's fun, he's great in it. Although, but you thought you think he should be in the support, I mean, supporting category? I think by by minutes. I, I guess by sp- in spirit, right? Like maybe not. A, a good comparison is like Robin Williams getting best supporting actor for Goodwill Hunting. It's right. like he's probably in Goodwill Hunting more than Anthony Hopkins is in. Oh. And uh, uh, that would be an interesting prob- stat. Uh, yeah, we should look that up. I don't know. But but um, that's why it just doesn't make any those, those awards. It's the arbitrary. They, yeah. Who knows? Give me a good definition of what's what. And I've never heard one. I don't know why they choose this for that or whatever. It seemed like you should have like, OK, if you're in it, like yeah, this so percentage, a, a percent, then you get this one. If you're right. in the, this percentage, you get this. Seemed like there would be something to do that they could well, we had to kind of settle that. Suck it. <laughs> so so the other comment, I, mean, I guess I'll make sort of work outward in. So my first reaction this watching it this time without thinking very critically was that the music and some of the film, the, some of the filming in terms of its like angles and its lighting made it feel way older. Like I was like, this is 91. And I started thinking about other movies from that era. I mean, just, you know, by way of comparison, right? Like we're taping, you know, some other things from the early nineties. Uh, we have Sandlot coming up. And so having watched those, like just the feel of the movie, the music, the, the, you know, everything about it makes it feel more like a modern era movie this one feels more like something that could have been put together in the early eighties or the late seventies. And so as I thought more about that, I started reading like what, what, you know, it got a little further into it. So this is very clearly, you know, as I read more about it, it's very clearly, uh, like post noir film. Mm -hmm. So that was the feel that I got from it. Um, was that it was a, it was a, you know, it reminded me a little bit like of Chinatown, which is kind of the quintessential, like for early post noir. And so when you read about the silence of the lambs, its point in in movie history is very important because it apparently is the first to blend the like detective thriller with the noir kind of like mood of the of a film and it sets the stage for a bunch of stuff that we really love so like 7 i think is almost a direct descendant of this i yeah. would 100% yeah agree. and and even to to some extent fight club right which we just did has a different like arc in terms of like what the what the movement of it is but the tone and mood of the movie as being kind of noir like and sort of some of the editing some of the shots some of the music um even though it's not just a score but it's like i don't know you can as soon as i saw that about it i had a lot of forgiveness for feeling like it was older than it was because it it isn't very intentional about feeling that way and the tone of it and i think even some of the acting where like my first reaction to the first scene between Jodie Foster and and and, uh, and Anthony Hopkins felt overacted by Anthony Hopkins at first. I was like, "Damn! Like he's really he's kind of doing it hard." And then, which I think you know, kind of like lightens up a little bit throughout the movie. But it definitely 
He was doing it hard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Is a fucking funny? child. <laughs> what do you want from me? You know, he's Hannibal Lecter, okay? He does it hard. I'm a gigantic, gigantic <laughs> There's bearded mongoo baby. flying all over those cells. Anyway, so um, I, I, I just thought, like, in some ways, I think that's in the spirit of it, right? Like, it's a little bit over the top or in your face about certain things that I think works really well as a whole, but... I think it's gritty, right? I mean, very it, gritty. It feels yeah. gritty, like a lot, especially the opening scene. I love the opening scene when she's yep. in like the training, sort of like the FBI and like the loneliest video. training course ever. Yeah, yeah, creepy. <laughs> it's creepy as shit. Kind of, kind of reminded me of like Luke, you know, on, you know, on like, Dagobah, on Dagobah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, so, is Jodie Foster doing an accent, or does that is that how she speaks? Because I love her like southern sort of accent that she has. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Um, if she is doing an accent, mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah, because it's not it's not over the top. No, it's, yeah, it's just it's a, really a good. hint of an accent. No, I, I think that's an accent. I don't <laughs> think that's her. I, I but, but what's funny about that is because that's such the role, like that is the preeminent role I think of Jodie Foster in. I hear her. That's how I hear her voice. Yes. Right. Um, and so I, I can't picture her in other movies. Well, she was born in Los Angeles, California. So yeah, let's say yes. Do let's we know? Do we know if Hopkins is like a big star at this point? Oh yeah, so he's already like a big deal at ninety. Yeah, I think he's yeah. pretty big by then. But I'll, I'll look. At, I'll, I'll take some of. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get distracted with the IMDb here in a minute. Did Did anybody have <clears throat> Did anybody have a struggle like following exactly what was going on? Uh, yes. Okay. And, and then and I, I definitely want to get into that. I was thinking we'd save that for for the director because okay, I do have yeah. some questions for the director about about some of the plot and some of the pacing of it for sure. It's sort of yeah. Okay, we'll we'll talk to the director about that. But it's I so. So I have pacing commentary. So Nate, you didn't really say like, do you do you dig the movie? Do you like it? So I really like it. I would say, and this could very well be the company that I was in um, when I was in uh, first saw it. But I say I would say I liked it less. I was I mean, liked it more. I was more impressed when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I I liked it less this time around. But I I don't think like significantly less. I still think it's a really good movie and it holds up really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I like it. I mean, I, I I like the movie. It's just a matter of, uh, like I said, I I appreciate. Right? Like I went to a, a concert just uh, last weekend, and it was super talented musicians. It just was not my style of music. So it's like I can appreciate the the, the talent of it and, and and the performance, but the the music itself is not my thing. So like Signs of the Lambs, there's a couple things I really like about it. There's just, it, but it's not necessarily my my style of movie. I don't know. So. I think I think you're right about like seven is definitely like heavily influenced by this, and I think you know one that really I think is heavily heavily influenced by this movie would be something about Mary. Um, you really <laughs> you really don't see like fucking come in a movie. I was like just saying, yeah, the, the well, throwing of come is yeah. something that's specifically draws back to this movie. I think it's the first instance of come throws. Yeah, in a, in a I, I like I like yeah. what, what is it you're calling it mungu? Yeah, well, sometimes you refer to it as flinging mungu. I've never heard that. Never. Yeah, it's a pretty common term. Well, both. I mean, both. <laughs> kind of like pissing mo- up a leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, both those People movies. People say it all. It's both things all the time. <laughs> they both got uh, Academy Awards for jizz shots, right? Yes. I, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I learned a word today: yeeting. So, like, he yeeted that mungu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that. Is. Oh, no. Our younger listeners will get that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. The one, one, the one twelve-year-old. <laughs> Uh, so the one, the one thing I don't have is budget and box office, but I assume this thing killed it. $19 million budget. Okay. 
$272 million. Yeah, I mean, you just can't dude. beat that. I mean, that's just out of control, right? I got a feeling this is one of those word of mouth where it's like, oh, dude, you, you yeah. got to go see Well, this. and then they had the, go see the Oscar push probably just was a lot of that as well. After they won everything, then people go out and act like sheep. Yes, I think it got a big... It got a big, big boost after the For box sure. office. Yeah, and, and I think, when does it release? I mean, I think it ran in theaters again or for a while. I'm sure it did, the, yeah. Yeah, they typically do. Back then they did. Um, but yeah, because I don't know how, like, it'd be interesting if we actually did a bunch of research on this show. Um, <laughs> if, it'd be interesting if we actually like, prepared. How successful thriller, horror slash thrillers are in general as far as, like, you know, I know, I know slashers and stuff like that, you know, they'll, they'll make like 60, 70, 80 million bucks. Sometimes they'll, they'll top a hundred million on it. Like maybe scream probably did that or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but, like you're, you're talking like the 0.1%. Right. Them. How, yeah. but how often does a thriller horror or whatever go over $250 million? It's gotta be fairly rare. Right. So I think now more rare than in the ni early nineties, like late eighties, yeah. I think, I mean, they just don't make movies like this anymore. Like they just don't make fucking cool adaptations of shit that hasn't already like they'll make a fucking silence of the lambs reboot i guarantee it right I and just, it'll be fucking dog shit but i just feel like they just don't do shit like this anymore i just saw that it came out on valentine's day no shit I'm, I'm thinking there was a lot of couples that probably let's go to the movies and oh, yeah. we're just like oh the new jody fuck. foster let's yeah. there's probably some couples that broke lambs. up that night <laughs> what did you take me to <laughs> i thought we were this gonna be a romantic comedy dude that's wild what a weird release date yeah, the part, a, a fun Valentine's. The part that really hit me uh, on this on this rewatch that I just love about this movie is how well done the switcheroo is with the with the meat mask, and uh, you know, sort of that that cop just laying there dying. You're trying to figure out where he is. He, he like strategically puts the guy on top of the elevator mm -hmm. and all of that. Like that like switcheroo is so good. Yeah, I think that probably like shocked people. In the thing, the lady's running down the hallway, and you're still kind of trying to figure out what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't think anybody f guessed that it was actually him in that gurney as they're riding down the elevator, so good. and the blood start drip dripping down onto him as yeah. he's laying there, and they you think he's on the roof, and yeah, I know I didn't see that coming. I think that's just good filmmaking. Like you could yeah. fuck that up easily and yeah. make it either too obvious or like too like I don't even know what's happening right now. You know what I mean? I just felt like the way that they did it was just killer. Yeah. So to comment really quick on on Hopkins' career, so yes, he was well known, and he had won some. BAFTA. I don't. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. You know, like that organization. Back so. to the Future Award. Yeah, that's what it that's, is. I think it's English. I think it's Europe. yeah. So, so he he won a number of television, like Best Actor awards for different miniseries and series in the 70s and some in the early 80s, um, and then like some TV movie stuff. So he has he, he's he's known and he has a lot. He's a leading character for sure, but he. It's really Silence of the Lambs this that breaks what, him out yeah. into the film, like mainstream, worldwide. This launched him into superstar. And he won, a, he won the Oscar for Best Actor. So, like, he's okay. just like, yeah. So, here's the crazy thing he wins for Best Actor. This is 1991. It's his first nomination for Oscar nomination or win. He's then nominated in 94 for um, Remains of the Day, nominated for Nixon in 96, nominated for Amistad in 97, nominated for. Uh, the two popes in 2020. I was going to say that's new. And he wins for actor in a leading role in 2021 for the father. 
So think about that. Well, he was also in Westworld too at that same time. So like he was doing awesome work in, in the first season of Westworld. That's thirty. He, he wins his first Oscar pretty far into his career. I mean, his early credits are in the sixties. In ninety one, like thirty ish years into his career, he wins his first Oscar, and then thirty years thirty later. years later, he wins his most recent. Like that's some badass shit right yeah. there. And it tells you a little bit about you know, like I think we often think about actors, uh, especially I think women in some ways, but but you know, all actors as being a young person. Like if you, you if you're gonna have a great career, you have got to break in early. Some you know, I like I think I have that implicitly, but we can, we run across a fair number that like. They don't really break out until their late 30s or 40s, and their career really like gets going at that point. And this is in some ways like a great example of that. I, I mean, he, he's definitely in his middle age before he breaks completely out, and then he's just, I mean, he's Sir Anthony Hopkins, right? He's he's one of the most you know decorated actors you know of all time. Sorry, I, I wasn't listening to anything you said because I'm just distracted by Brad over here because he's just got a shit-eating grin and just some hardware on his shoulder. What what do you got there, Brad? Oh, you know, just the uh, the the title belt for the deluxe edition podcast. Oh. <laughs> what is up? That's right. We are the deluxe edition network podcast of the year, and uh, we recently received this uh, beautiful uh, belt slash trophy. I mean, it's it's what like over five pounds of of leather. Yeah, and, I'm, and aren't belts supposed to hold your pants up? Yeah, this, I feel this, like this would immediately right, take those yeah, pants. Yeah. It's, it's essentially pants. Well, in, in the business, we refer this to, refer refer to this as a strap. As a strap. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of business was that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Podcasting. <laughs> Brad, professional wrestler. Brad, I was say Brad's a professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we, we we didn't really discuss uh, the Deluxe Edition Net- Network off the top like we we normally do, but we'll discuss it now because we are the podcast of the fucking year. Mm. The deluxe edition of the, they call it the den. The sometimes. den. I'm wondering too, like call it the den, because you know maybe we cut this if you guys feel like it. But like, <laughs> did they release the like the the tally of the votes? Um, because I, I think it was I a think we can get it. fucking it was bloodbath. A, it was a landslide. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was like there's BVK. I, I I actually here's my question. I would Casey, could you please report? I would wager that we got more votes than the field. Wow. Oh, no, I think so. Okay. It was like, it was, yeah, I was going to make a bad, distasteful joke, but yes, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Great job, guys. Um, so just in case you're wondering, oh, who, who's the pot of the month, by the way? Since we, we yeah, so talk, we, on yeah. the network, there are other podcasts other than us, the podcast of the so year. It's, as the, it's the June pod of the month. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got the June pods of the month, uh, co-pods of the month, barrel-aged flicks, and deep, dark secrets. Which uh, deep dark secrets we haven't talked about. We've 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 talked about barrel age flags. Great guys. We've been on their show. Super fun. Definitely check them out. Deep dark deep dark secrets is a, a show about the death fetish community and kind of exposing it and exposing some of these creeps and you know people you that think- are into crazy weird death fetish videos and and creating death videos and stuff. It's really crazy shit. So can you could you extrapolate and say that like some of the death fetish videos were heavily influenced by Silence of the Lambs? There's a very good chance yeah. <laughs> the crossover <laughs> is pretty similar. I bet you it's pretty yeah. high. So anyway, um, yeah, definitely check those out on deluxeeditionnetwork.com, um, wherever you get your podcasts. We also do have one sponsor for a one episode. One of our regular voters, somebody who voted. Actually, the two the, now the two people that I think voted the most for us are, are sponsors. Um, Monroe Family Orchards oh, asked nice. us to sp- ask for a sponsorship. So, if you want cherries, 
Yeah. When this comes out, hustle to MonroeOrchards.com. And you can find a contact if you're in Central California. You can go get some of the best cherries in the world. So the cool thing about the the cherries is that um, they're fucking delicious. But it's also like if you have like if you don't feel good or like you have any like sort of gastrointestinal issues, it'll clear you out. Like I call it the Monroe family enema. Like every year, it's just fucking the cherries come in and then you shit yourself. I think they they have that package on the website. Yeah, they'll send you like an enema bag with the cherries because they're like, don't eat too many of those. You're gonna shit your pants. And then I'm always like, ah, no. Well, check. And then it, I always shit my pants. Check in with Keith. Uh, find out if there's any cherries left. And if you if you get this later, and it's the fall, you can get some uh, almonds, as we call them, almonds. Here, we can get some almonds and walnuts from MonroeOrchards.com. So check that out. Uh, all right. So, Brad is like so proudly. Brad's so playing proud. He's just it's right just now. the shittiest. <laughs> well, it just it, it didn't need to be sitting on the table. It needs to be over the shoulder as as it should be. So. Give, give me a grin there, but I'm gonna take a picture. We're gonna put this on the socials. And you guys can see exactly how proud this motherfucker is. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy piece of uh, piece of art, really. Um, I wonder. Yeah, I just, I just, there's, it just seems like an impractical uh, thing, but I guess it's a trophy, really. So it doesn't need to be very practical. I, I, I mean, boxing. I'm assuming it started in boxing and and uh, eventually made its way into professional wrestling. And yeah, the belt. I don't know why the oversized belts. I love it. It's called a strap, Brad. It's I heard strap. in the business. That's what we call it. <laughs> I keep trying. I've been trying to think of a wrestler name for Brad that goes with Guy Fox, but I haven't come up. Guy Fox. Ooh, I think Guy Fury. I think it definitely this guy, this guy Fox. <laughs> guy Fox. Braid Braid Fox. Um, yeah. So so that's uh, that's the belt. So uh, I'll I'll say one last thing, and I say we ask the director to conf- just to point it out, Hopkins. In '91, when he is not when he wins the Oscar, fifty-four years old. Fuck, fifty-four. So and he wins 30, the next Oscar at eighty-four. Eighty-four. Damn. Damn. But I mean, that's just a that's like a crazy, crazy like you know. Well, it gives hope to all of us old guys that maybe, maybe we still. Well, have. Scotch. I mean, he got his first big award right here in at age sixty-four. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty years from now, he's gonna still. Uh, if be winning all sorts of podcast it, yeah, awards, yeah. Yeah, running around in that wheelchair. Well, the the, the Hopkins movie that he wins uh, again, the father is uh, is uh, basically like a case study, or like he's like the only real actor in the whole movie, and he has like dementia, and it's like him, like it's sort of like a really cool, like a, it's supposed to be a great portrayal of like how that feels and like how it affects the people around him and like him going in and out of like either dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever, uh, whatever he has. I don't recall, on. but yeah, one um, of those. So. I mean, 84. Maybe he was like fucking really method acting. Can't wait to see what he does when he's 114. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. oh, man. Should we talk to, the, do we talk to Demi? Demi? Yeah, let's you do got, it. You got Demi Moore somewhere? Yeah. Let's do it. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. Hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Call Brewing. Last Call Brewing always sponsors this podcast because they made beer with us. They did. What kind of beer are you drinking, Brad? I have a beer from a place called Last Call Brewing in Oakdale, California. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it is their flip-flop tank never, top. It's really weird. I've never heard of them. Tropical IPA. I'm sorry, Tropical Ale. Um, and it is guava, sea salt, and just a nice flavor for the summer. Like if you want a good, refreshing, um, uh, drinkable, crushable, nice beer for the summer, go get Last Calls. It's made with sea salt? Guava and sea salt. Mm. Yes. No shit. Guava yeah, a little, salt. little sea salt on the end. Interesting. I didn't know they did that. Scotty, what are you rocking? Um, I'm actually rocking a delicious uh, Subway Diet Coke. Uh, I went and grabbed a sandwich, and old Scotchy Claus decided to bring some cookies for all the boys and girls they for were the podcast delicious. today. <laughs> I ate all of them. And so I, I got a box of cookies, and I'm drinking a Diet Coke. Let me ask you this question. You're a Coke guy, right? Your Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Yeah, Coke Zero primarily, yeah. Yeah, and you like it clearly better than Diet Pepsi. You know, I'll if I go to a restaurant and they say, yeah, I mean, I'll drink you know, either one. Yeah, I'll drink gonna, either I'll, one. But I'll, if, I, if I'm going to the yeah. store and buying, I'll, I'm at the first thing I'm going to grab is a 12 pack of Coke Zero. And my you first can, choice. And yeah. you can tell the difference. Now. Oh my god. Oh, 100. I mean, I won't kick a Diet Coke out of bed, but if I have to have, uh, if I have to have Coke product, I'll take Coke Zero. Uh-huh. But like it, it, the second it hits, hits my lips, like I'll know if it's not a Diet Pepsi. I think y'all are in like a very specific demographic. Diet Pepsi with drinkers. Diet, with like diet sodas. Like yeah. I think there's like a very like 40 to 64 where like it's just like heavy on the diet soda. I think there was like a push when you were younger Big that time. was like, yeah, right? Yeah. I yeah. But I don't think of it as like a particular, I'm only, I'm probably only part of like three Facebook groups about it. So it's yeah, not but like I a mean, particular. <laughs> I've spent some time with you and I mean, you only drink like, it's not, it's not like my 17 a day. It's maybe. not like my grenadine groups. Yeah. I have like. I'm probably 40 of those. If you go anywhere with Nate, like in the morning, like everybody's <laughs> drinking coffee and Nate is trying to find ice to pour Diet Pepsi. I don't, I don't <laughs> do like hot beverages. 6 I don't do hot beverages. So I sometimes like to also drink Rockstar Recoveries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like my morning coffee. But they don't have a diet version. It is the diet version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure that that's probably going to kill me fast. Yeah. Like, like there's probably a lot of bleach in it. Probably, so I think, but yeah. yeah, Diet Pepsi in the morning, I'll take it. Take it's it. wild. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting. I don't know why I don't like beverage. hot beverage. I'm weird. Anyway, so um, okay, so so and you're, what I'm you drinking. Thinking? I I I I pulled out the grenadine today, so I'm not. I wasn't lazy about it. Yeah. So I got the Diet Pepsi grenadine. I might I might put some octane in this later. Yeah. I might throw a little uh, whiskey. Yeah, we put got it into gear. It's yeah. we got we got some time. We're doing so. we're, we're doing some recording today. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we're doing a few shows here, it's and, beautiful. and we got to pace ourselves. It's starting to feel he, like, even it. though Brad's he cracked on the minute he walked in. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he and, and did I have a tall beer with lunch? Probably, probably. <laughs> it's hard to say. All right, so Brad, you said you had pacing um, and some qu- some questions about pacing for the director, and I want to hear those because I have some some pacing commentary. So yeah, we were starting to get to it. It's the idea that like timing wise, well, one, I mean the the the, the school gym, like I mean. I'm going to talk about that a little bit better, but it feels like Hannibal in the school gym. Like once he's like been transferred, that's yeah. a school gym. I don't. That's what it looks like to me. It just reminds. Oh, me. I had no idea. I don't. I don't think the it's building? a school gym. It's they don't school have the gym, school gym on like the fifth floor, <laughs> right? It's what but it, it feels like. like it, yeah. Well, that that whole that whole setup is is very weird. Like so, he has time to kill these cops, hang one up on the rafters, right, and then cut a dude's face off. And, and he also at some point just like kind of stands and listens to the music. Like oh yeah, he's he kind of vibes like, for a yeah, second. He's he, vibing. He vibes for a little bit. He got he, he had he got his first bite of human flesh. He hadn't had that in a while. So he kind of chills out and then he has time to go not only get him like onto the the elevator, 
but cut the dude's face off, and I guess he does it on top of the elevator. That's where he does it. But uh, yeah. he's dragging people around. That dude was probably bloody already because he'd been hitting the face with a, 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 a nightstick about 17 times. So he there's no aggressive. blood streaks like across the floor. And like, how long did he have to set this all up before the cops are like, maybe we should go check on that well, psych- well, psychopath who's like in maximum security prison? Well, he had plenty of time because they literally had two guys watching him and. 536 people downstairs waiting on the yeah. first floor. Like, they they yeah. were just chilling, just too, hanging out, drinking diet Pepsi's <laughs> you know? and shit. They never checked in, like, hey, how things are going up there? Like, yeah. they, they never did that. <laughs> no, what, what, yeah, oh, just, they got it. Those guys are pros, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll just, yeah, they'll handcuff them to the wall and, and everything will be great. So, it just like the, the timing of it just seemed weird. Like, with all those people there, it seems like somebody would have been like, hey, we haven't heard from uh, Bob and John yet in a while, so maybe we should uh, go check so, on them. So I'm curious about this. So you read the book, yeah. right? Now, is is that similar to what happens in the book, or is that completely... We're talking 20 years ago. I don't remember. Okay, because be, that'd be a question I, I'd want That'd be a great know. question for somebody that did research for this book. <laughs> because like, it, that whole setup is pretty damn ridiculous in my Well, opinion. yeah, so do they build the cage? Like, Because how many prisoner transports need that like level not just of security yeah. but space like but why, why they, 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 they set him up like a full bunk like a whole bunk room and so you he's gotta got remember like, it no, no no this is all this is all on purpose and, the, and he's getting all of this special treatment and getting all this transfer and everything because, because he's helping senator. find his senator's daughter right so right. the senator like has like this the ability to like make that kind of shit but my, but my but i mean my point is like do you where do you get a cage like that like right. do, like do you call like one of the bounce house places and you're like you guys have cages i like, think definitely <laughs> do you, say, yeah, do you they, deliver and set up because we got a max security I got one prisoner. I at Costco like very similar, dude, for a, for my dog kennel. It's like it's very very similar. Your dog has like a like that. How big used is your to? Used to. I got. Rid of. I want to see your dog's muzzle. <laughs> he doesn't have. <laughs> he got the Hannibal. Oh, I wonder if you can get a Hannibal Lecter muzzle for your dog. I'd be pretty legit. I'll be on Amazon doing that. I bet later. people would yell at you though. Like, I think what are you we're losing that poor dog. <laughs> we have like a heavy like ASPCA donating uh, listenership, and we're losing. Oh, we're right losing. Now. Like, we wouldn't put, put their dog on. in kennels and wear fucking face masks. We, we, we wouldn't do that. None of us would do that. That's all hypothetical. <laughs> Apologize, CT. I'm um, just like me driving, watching movies. I guess just, in that for the pod. In that same thing, like the the he he insults the the senator, and she's like, "Get him out of here." Did they go back to Virginia? So that's where so so that and and some of the stuff even before that like I ha- I have trouble sort of following the time not even the timeline of events but like what exactly is happening and why things are happening I feel like they don't do a great job of explaining like some of the sort of behind the scenes stuff but I don't know I mean uh, he really he goes hard on like her on like the nipple comments to the to the senator for seemingly no reason this right. woman who 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 can who can basically like really help him out. Yeah, and like do some things for him, and he's just like talking about how toughened up her nipples are. Right, but I mean, hey, I guess when you're into that, if you're if that's what you're into, I just think that's kind of how he is. He's just like you know, he's, hey, he's lacks like, some filter. Give give him what they want. He's gonna then, say what's gonna make be, because like, yeah. I, I think he knows that it's probably all bullshit. They probably they're probably just gonna renege on everything they promised him anyway. So he probably says, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna just get a little dig in on her. I guess. So, when but, you, and then she say, take him home. So where does where does he, where do they go? Yeah, get, get rid of this. Why guy. do they go to the school gym? Yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, they never even they just brought him like off the plane and they could have just put him right back on, right? Well, what, yeah. what building was that? Is there a chance they're gonna let the kids kind of parade by and see him as like a like kind of like a like a <laughs> like a zoo? Yeah, <laughs> just like hey, we got him here. He's in the city, and like we just had some, we just had that like that 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 like owls and other critters guy cancel on us. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we got some reptile. Fourth, Ron. We got some fourth graders. We've promised an assembly to. Yeah. By God, we're gonna give it to him. Let's go see Hannibal, <laughs> the musical. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I agree. It was a little weird. I think that like two cops, when the guy's in a jail cell, like you send two as sort of like a buddy system. If something happens to the one, you've got the other guy there. You probably right? got a guy like, watching on the outside too. I mean, I think this was before like real like surveillance, Ca- right? Ca- cameras didn't exist back then. He had some advanced fucking night vision. They had cameras in the jail where he... he where they, they, where they yeah, they had a whole oh, bank of true. cameras and shit. That's true. Fuck, they wouldn't have know. one camera set up in there? Well, the, 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 that Johnny's Jumpers didn't deli- doesn't deliver cameras. Oh, they gotcha. only do the, 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 so, so, the high school gym. <laughs> so, so, so a Did the scoreboard go up when he killed each of them? Is like, <laughs> so, so there's a, there's a, I have a couple more problems with this scene since, we're here. A point on the since board. we're here. And then I'll, I'll want to give some commendations. I hate that board. we're shitting on it. It's like my favorite scene. No, I'll I give know. some commendations on pacing. Because actually, I love that scene in general. But but one issue is, I mean, they roll the guy around on like a dolly, literally, stra- <laughs> with a muzzle, right, strapped in four places. That this is how dangerous this guy is. But then when they give him food and actually go in the cage with him, they're like, "No, nah, we could probably totally let him go and just throw his hands behind his back." One Hand set of cuffs. Him. That's no yeah. biggie. Any other time, we've got to actually have him, you know, fully restrained. But right now, we're good. Well, and I noticed what, about 17 ha- different things in his cage that he could probably use as weapons, weapons or, or like, dismantle and, <laughs> yeah. like, what, what what's going on the here? The guy's a face biter, and you're just going to be like, I'm going to trust you to put your hands behind your back while I, while I go ahead and cuff you. And what got me, too, was, like, he's he's literally, he's in the, he's in that, that cage area. And they're like, go put your hands behind the thing. Like, do they show? They don't really show where he gets the key. He's, no, he's he's kind of holding it behind his like his fingers. No, like, I know that, but I know that. But where does he get it originally? He he he, he swallowed it. So they, they 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 basically when he got the pen from Doctor Chilton originally in, in his original cage, whatever. How did I they, miss they, this? They, they show the pen laying there, and then they show it's his gone. face. He looks and, at and, it, and so and then Chilton goes to grab can't his pen, it, yeah. and he can't find his pen because Lecter got it got the piece out he needed and swallowed it. So he's sitting in like behind this little curtain when they're getting ready to bring his dinner in and you Hooping. see him and he's oh. he, So I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I but just he regurgitated I didn't realize it out. I didn't realize that he like fashioned it out of a piece of the pen. I guess yeah. I, I Yeah, I it was a piece of the pen. I also love peeing. it that they gave him that little like what do they call it? It's like a little yeah, the little shade. They're like yeah. <laughs> privacy you know, curtain. Privacy curtain. Yeah. You know, we don't. You know, we call we, that a we lactation. We respect your modesty. Modesty. I mean, we'll we'll roll you around like a piece of furniture. Right. But when you're in your cage, yeah. you yeah. should have some decency. Was there a toilet in there own. or like a little chamber pot? Well, that's like, why that's, little, yeah. that's why the little curtain was there, so he could shit in peace. Yeah, because there was literally no one in the room with him. So, so the other the, <laughs> the other the other like hilarious moment in this thing, besides it being in a high school gym, is. When they, when the cops finally figure it out and they make their way up to the room and they all bust in, they all come through the door at once, pointing their guns in different directions. And I swear to God, it could be a movie out of one of the police, uh, I've seen out of one of the police academy movies. It is hilarious. They do all point at the, all the angles. And every different direction. And you're just all, what? Like, hey, the FBI is very hardcore about their angles because that's what they tell Clarice. Remember? Like, she gets capped in the back of the head because she didn't check the angles. All right, eight of you in at the same time, everybody different angle. And I hate to keep shitting on it, but like, the comment comment where they're like, this fucking guy, he's getting a, he gets us, we're getting him a second dinner. Like, they're really pampering the fuck out of him, right? I mean, they already got him rare, rare lamb. Rare lamb chops. They're going to bring him, they're going to bring him more rare lamb? Yeah, he's hungry. I mean, I guess I'd be hungry too. Couple, so, before before we get to positives, I want mean, to let's just stay a couple, just a couple weird things before we get because there's a lot. Before of we get to positives, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just end, let's just end on, on with a little bit more shit. Um, 
one, Clarice, when she goes to the the poor girl the, the that got murdered, and she's at her house, and like she like the dad's outside, and she's going through her room and like her possessions. She finds her like little secret nudie photos yeah. and just like leaves them there on the top of like doesn't put them back or anything. Just like, true. Yeah. The dad's gonna come back in there and be like, "Oh look at oh my goodness, <laughs> why are these there?" I think really what that scene really shows me is like how far we've come as far as like uh, like personal naked photos, like from from like Polaroids hidden in your jewelry box and you're like super like loose uh, underwear yeah. to like Snapchat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've, oh, yeah. we've come a long way. It's it's changed a lot. And then and then I didn't I didn't get so they found her dress and then they just taped the little triangles back into it. Is that how she figured no, out that he's making? No 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 no. no, no. She just that it just was the pattern that like she, think of it. It made well it made her think that because she had seen that same pattern on the corpses. Yeah. The guy was mimicking a pattern that was on that he'd seen sewn on oh. the dress. It just made her think of it. It wasn't like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I thought they got like her dress back from like the scene of the crime and like no, got, no, cut no. pieces out of it and they were just like, well, let's it, just it tape those made back. her realize that he's making a, a suit okay. using uh, a pattern. So I was I, a little confused on that part. I have one other, one other problem since we're at that scene. So how far, like they act like it's this revelation that, you know, he knew the first victim. Isn't that like Police detective training 101 isn't like the very first thing you say when you're like, okay, when someone kills someone, just assume they knew them right first. Yeah. Or like, it's like 99% yeah. of people that get killed are so, killed so, by someone they know, right? And it's and like, like, I think this is also like serial killer 101. Like, I, I, how many movies and TV shows have you seen where, like, they, you know, I mean, I think this is uh, Zodiac. Yeah. Right. Zodiac knew the first killers. That's eventually. So there's like Son of Sam, all of them. They all, yeah. they all so, kill so someone. All of a sudden, they're like, you get wait a minute. He knew the first victim? And I'm just like, this is not high level FBI work. <laughs> like, the, 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 how how is this the surprise? I don't well, know. They, they, I mean, I guess there's a lot of examples of like subpar FBI work in this movie. <laughs> this, is a, the F, this is an era of the FBI where like they needed some serious overhaul. This apparently. was pre pre uh, what's the uh, the Netflix show Mindhunter? Yeah, pre pre Mindhunter. They weren't quite ready for the for the big leagues yet. I guess so. And then uh, one last the the, the the handshake at the end with Cl uh, Clarice and the, and the guy. It's like very weird and like they yeah. focus on their hands in like a weird way and it was just it was. Yeah, they, it just seemed odd. Well, they created this kind of weird little sexual tension. That's exactly between. what I was gonna say. Yeah, I was like, why? Why are they like kind of like getting all touchy handy with each other? Because like, Lecter is like, he like alludes to it earlier. Like, do you think he likes you sexually, Clarence? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think he thinks about your rough nipples? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> that's true. Or like okay. the creepy uh, guy when they have the moth, and the guy's like. Do you want to go out to dinner or whatever? And oh, she's yeah. like, Are you? She's like, All of a sudden, not like a nervous sort of weirdo. And like, all of a sudden, like, super forward with him and like, Are you hitting on me, bro? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, That was kind of out of character for her. Like, I didn't really get that part. Well, they play up the whole I'm a female in, in like a male dominated world and just kind of like, She's always like guys are always trying to hit on her or question her or just look at her for her sexuality. Well, and I think that's totally true. But I don't think all of a sudden with some two weirdos in like a dimly lit lab where you're cutting open a fucking moth that a killer left in somebody's throat that all of a sudden you're going to get like aggressively like, hey, you trying to hit on me, bro? <laughs> like fucking, she's not like that in any other part of the whole movie. I think she was just kind of, she's kind of teasing him a little bit and playing along with it. 
because she she wasn't accurate. She was like, obviously, I'm not into this guy with the lazy eye. But I think yeah. she was, she knew that they were going to help her out, and he was just kind of she's having some fun. Uh, but or maybe they like, knew get back other. to work, dork. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <But> we, <laughs> fucking figure it out. Watch your Marvel movie and figure shut the fuck up. Something I I really noticed this on this latest watch was, and something I really enjoy is, is talking about, um, you know, inter- introducing her and establishing her. This is something I really like uh, that Jonathan Demi did was. You there's a lot of little hints and clues throughout the whole intro about how she's this underdog, kind of out of place, you know, character. So basically, as she's walking through, after she gets said she's going to go to Crawford's office, she's walking through like the different places, and everybody's kind of looking at her. She's walking by, and like you, you almost see like little grins, and like so you always kind of see it immediately see that she's kind of, you know, not your typical hero in a way because like she's she's a woman surrounded by all these men and this male profession and and then she walks in that elevator and she's like tiny with all these dudes i love that her. shot that's and, one of my favorite shots so the, but but leading up to that there's a ton of shots where as she's walking by everybody's just kind of staring at her going you know hey who's this chick you know what's she doing here like or she's like, only here because she's cute or whatever right, it is and right. that's, i mean if you think about the timing of this right like in 91 you know, that would have been a time I mean, you know working girl comes out you know a couple of years before this yeah. and like this is a time I think a lot has changed. I mean, there's plenty of su- subtle and maybe not so subtle misogyny around. So I'm not saying, you know, I don't, I'm not getting on sort of the, like everything's fixed train at all, but it was a time where like the, I, you know, women were very being, were being and having to be very forceful about like mm-hmm. kicking in the doors of certain male professions yeah. and certainly law enforcement at that time and high level law enforcement would have been one of those. And so I think they're making a point there. Um, that would have been very like, you know, apropos of the time, right. you know, that like, this is, this is a thing. I mean, it would have been that, that kind of thing at the and notable in that way. I think in 91, well, what I, what I really like about it is the fact that it just, it just kind of definitely helps build her up as this hero that you're not expecting. You know, it's like, she's a trainee going up against Hannibal Lecter and, you know, she's definitely got all the cards stacked against her. They even show her in the training thing. She doesn't check her blind spot she gets, quote unquote killed or whatever so they keep showing her and and it just kind of it it pays off for her being the hero at the end because you're just saying man this chick's basically going up against everybody you know and she pulls it off and you're not really expecting it so i just i just like the way they kind of built that out subtly throughout and i I think jodie foster you know deserves a lot of the credit there too i mean as much as hopkins is great in this it, it is clear that jodie foster is overwhelmingly deserving of the best actress I agree. Did you, Oscar there. Did you guys see any of the other actresses that were up for this? No. Sorry, I said actress. Um, but I so... Well, I, I will allow <laughs> I'll allow it since the, the, the Academy uh, right. forces it if we're talking awards. So it was actually offered to Michelle Pfeiffer first. Oh. And also Meg Ryan. And they both turned it down because they thought it was just a little bit, the subject material was a little creepy. I don't think Meg Ryan could do this. And then... Like Pfeiffer could do it. Yeah. Laura Dern was another one. Oh, I like Laura Dern. But the studio didn't think that she was bankable, was the quote that I saw. They didn't think that she could bring people Mm. in. Laura Dern would have been. Yeah, I think Laura Dern would have have done a good job. But but obviously, Jodie Foster was the choice. She was fantastic. And there were some very interesting uh, Hannibal Lecter alternates as well. (laughs) The first name I saw... Sean Connery. <laughs> oh wow! Hello, <laughs> Clarice. Clarice. <laughs> um, How tough are your nipples? Hopkins. <laughs> when, when Hopkins got uh, the quote, I think he says that to women all the time. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> um, After he punches them. When Hopkins got the, the got the uh, script for the first time, he asked if it was a children's story. <laughs> 
He's like, <laughs> the lamb? Sounds like And then some other names I saw f- uh, considered for uh, Lecter were uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Forrest Whitaker. I'm going to say they all would have killed. I think it would have all been different, and I think they would have all, all done I mean, a those are job, all but, some, Those are some yeah. heavyweights right there. It's kind so. of interesting. No, I mean, I, and, and interesting that they were all, well, not all, but many of them were more established and, you know, at the time mm-hmm. um, in some ways, right? But, like, you know, couldn't have, couldn't have been better. So the other thing I like about the pacing, we were talking about pacing, if I'm talking positives, I was really struck by how much happens in the first 20 minutes. It's, like, half of the scenes that I remember and really love and the conversations I love happen in the first 20 minutes. And yet somehow it doesn't feel rushed or forced. It's like they waste no time. And along the way, they give you tons of cues quickly about like, like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. like who the characters are, what the dynamics are. And you get to see all the main characters interact in that period of time. Um, And for me, that was one of the things that I think, you know, it does have slower stretches later that I didn't weren't bothersome to me at all. But I think like it draws you in and gives you the tone of the movie really, really fast in a good way, I think. How impressive is it, as someone that sort of knows these type of things, like how impressive is it to be like, I've got a degree from UVA? So, is that like super impressive? Yeah, so U, UVA, is uh, a big, like it, a good school? It's, it's, it's a, I would say on the East Coast, if you're in the Northeast and especially if you're in the DC area, it's sort of Ivy-ish. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not an Ivy, but it, but it would be thought of as like one of the best. If it's not the best school in the South, it's one of the best schools. Interesting. I would say UVA and probably Duke are the two like- No shit. Yeah, you, okay. those are the places where you'd be like, oh, if, if you're in the South- and, She you know, threw that shit back at that dude when he was like- Yeah, UVA, if yeah. You were, especially if you're in DC area, you'd yeah. be like, oh shit. Yeah, okay. UVA is a big deal. Small, small student population, very hard to get into. Nice. The one of the scenes towards the end, pacing wise, that I really like too is is the where they have you thinking that the FBI is going into to 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 get the the killer mm. to get Buffalo Bill, but then all of a sudden, like the the bell's ringing and they're ringing the doorbell and the guy's standing there and then like so he he comes That's out great right and then all of a sudden you realize oh, I shit, love this is different. a different that, place. that little switcheroo was tremendous I love that's that. a yeah. great that's one of my shot. favorite like pieces of directing and editing in the whole movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. It may be my favorite. And then and then the, the realization on his face when he goes, Clarice, you know, because he knows that she's probably in the right spot. And yeah, it's great. They do really good with like misdirection, I think. I think they do that well in the other scene with the with the face mask or the, the yeah. flesh mask and then the, in that scene too. I think they well, sort of misdirect the audience. Well, the gap in particular. So like you get to see just enough of the Lecter interaction with the cops for to give you, like, give you that like taste that you want of seeing Lecter in action. But then they jump you right into the like, okay, now we're going to walk you through and let you, under, you know, like have to un- uncover what actually happened the rest of the time. And then when you finally get the two big reveal moments where they walk in and see the like, you know, the sort of angel of death strap, you know, kind of up, up high and the sort of like, you know, the, the carnage of the, of the room. And then they you eventually like obviously see the figure out that, that he, he got out in the ambulance. For me, the cleverness there, similar to the cleverness of the of the swaparoo for the doorbell, is like, you know, it's the genius of them. I mean, that yeah. that's where the movie, that and the acting, you know, those showcase the. There, there was one little thing, like I thought they threw in there, just to make sure that you don't start sympathizing with Hannibal Lecter too much, because like mm. you kind of like grow to like him in yeah, a weird a way. Bit. Yeah, yeah. but bit. they throw in when like after he like yeah, he killed two ambulance uh, workers. 
And then he killed like a, a rando, like he killed some tourist, or they say. Yeah. So it's like uh -huh. they, they kind of throw that in there to make sure you're like, no, this, don't don't feel like any attachment to this guy. This guy's a horrible fucking human being and will do horrible shit to anybody. But then at the very end, they, they he's going to have an old friend for dinner, which is Dr. Chilton, that, that scumbag, which, 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 which makes you, were you happy when you heard that line? I was kind of oh, happy. I loved that. That he fucking Chilton was going to get killed. It's super happy ending. Which is weird. Why? He's, he's, why, why? Why were you excited about that? Because, because he's a terrible, terrible douchebag. He's yeah. a douchebag, and he's is like, he really? Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> the doctor that runs the place. What, what? What is he? What is he truly, truly terrible about? I mean, he literally tries to take credit for a bunch of shit. He like tries to fuck shit up. He freaking inserts is, himself in the thing and he, tries to be a gatekeeper. He's really he, mean to Hannibal. Yeah, he he told him that. that <laughs> yeah, super mean to Hannibal. <laughs> Hamill didn't deserve that kind of treatment. Uh, come yeah. on, dude. Anyway. So he deserves to die for this. I wouldn't say that. My threshold. <laughs> just to be clear, my threshold for killing, it's kind of <laughs> low. You, you, low. Are, you are abnormal, that's for sure. That's I'm like, oh, sure. yeah, no, he should die. Uh, <laughs> um, and then her going into the house, like, and, and once she realizes, like, no backup. She knows that this dude is evil incarnate, and she's just like, fuck it, I can go alone. And she's just running through the she house. Didn't she, she didn't, didn't know. She didn't know when she came in. She didn't so, know. So I, did, I, don't love the, I don't love the interaction. I love the interaction when she goes in and went up to the point where she figures out and he runs out of the room. I, that's I love it, and I hate the rest of the time. In yeah, the house. her just bouncing between the rooms, I'm just, just like, <laughs> pointing the gun I mean, everywhere. How many right? like completely <laughs> commits all the violations that she's like trained, that she fails at in the training? I'm like, he could have killed you around every single corner. Like, yeah. This oh, yeah. is not going well. And how like how many rooms are there in that like basement area? Seventy four. Like lot. I feel it's like a, there's a door every time she comes out of a door. There's another. Door. It's a labyrinth. Like, this is a fucking straight labyrinth down here. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And how did he get the pit down there? Like that's a deep pit been an old, for being old already. Well or yeah, I think that was a well for sure. Old water yeah, well. Just, that makes sense. Well, now one thing I really, the, my number one question that maybe we should do some. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna save this one because this is my body bag. I'm gonna All save right. it. Okay. Maybe we should. Should we go on to snag shag? What do you think? Any final thoughts? Any other really small and uh, non non committal comments about this? I just I think the last scene, uh, the very very last when the lights go out and the 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 thing the the night vision comes on, and you realize he has the night vision and he's right behind her and he's like doing the like reaching out her. and like wanting to touch her thing like i mean i get he's a weirdo dude but you're like so close to getting caught you just shoot her in that head. like oh, you shoot yeah. her like immediately that, like, you don't, no, i was bothered by that yeah he yeah. like he fucks around way too much um but besides that well then even when he has that he actually is starting to aim the gun she still has somehow like the, the, the ability well, yeah. to like How does turn she, around and get a she a hears the gun click she hears them cock right, right, right. Oh, okay I didn't she hears the gun that. click and that's why she flips around and just starts fucking spraying okay I don't right. think I caught that that makes me hate that so he picks less. up the gun and doesn't click it before like no. like get no. it ready to shoot no 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 he he uh, he waited because he he likes that click I also as somebody that's not like a big gun person at all really mm -hmm. like I, I've shot like guns handguns. Mm -hmm. Do you have to pull the hammer back like that? Because I thought when if you, you pull the have trigger, a, it'll eventually go back and then go forward, right? If you have to pull a lot harder, though, so that's going to hurt your aim. Yeah, if you click it back, yeah, now but it's like it's literally like point blank. <laughs> it's literally yeah. point blank shot in the back of her head. I feel like you don't have to click the hammer back. You can just pull the trigger and it's, it'll fucking it's, go back and go forward, right? Even if you're close, it's easy to pull when when you pull a gun, like. If you, a lot of people miss with a handgun, that's why it's not like if you're gonna have home defense, that's why they say don't use a yeah, handgun. Yeah, use a shotgun because you're probably gonna miss. So shotguns, your odds are you're not gonna. But yeah, it makes it easier to pull that trigger if you cock it back first. Interesting. So it might may depend also on the gun, but 
I feel like Buffalo Bill, who they kind of spend a lot of time like building him up as this like super calculated, super smart guy, and then every scene that he's in, he comes across as just a buffoon. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot of movies like that, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, Demi, we'll see you later. You made a pretty dang good movie, and it obviously uh, Hollywood thought so. Wouldn't know it by listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we are finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. You can find the All 80s Movies Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Please subscribe, and happy listening. Hi, this is John D'Angorio from Movie Loves You. Hi, my name is Ross McCree from Movie Lovers Unite. Hi, I'm Alex Haynes from Movie Lovers Unite. And the three of us review movies, TV shows, and interviews, and all things media. And we hope to see you on our next review. Is it a one-night stand, or do you hit it with a shovel, or take it home to mom and dad? It's like, fuck, marry or kill, it's Shag Snack Body Bag. Okay, so, God, these fucking cookies that Scott brought. <laughs> Are you shagging them? And All up in my teeth. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to snag these cookies, put them straight into my rectum. Okay, so Bev's Video Kingdom, BVK. We like to <clears throat> shag, snag, body bag, which is uh, if you if you haven't listened before, this is basically our version of Fuck Mary Kill. We talk about what we like, what we didn't like. And what we really, really liked and want to keep forever inside of our bodies. So, <laughs> Nate, if you're going to shag something from Silence of the Lambs, and shag would be something that you really like and you want to fuck it really quick, what are you? Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you gonna? One time tag. Uh, I'm shagging Hopkins. Okay. Um, I think Shag is the right thing here because, as I said earlier, I feel like he's not in enough of the movie to feel like I want to snag it. And I also feel like I can't think of, like, I mean, you talked about a bunch of his other roles. I don't think I've seen any of those movies, and I like don't really love him in anything because I don't really know him really besides Hannibal. Yeah, I, I agree that, for me, this is by far his most enjoyable and best role. Yeah. But but I, he's so good. But despite, I think, in like the very opening scene being like a little fast out of the gate, He's so good. And like, I would say that, you know, we can't, too much of Hannibal in this movie would have been too much. Yeah. But I want to like return to the scenes over and over again. So every time he jumps on the screen, I'm like, I'm pretty excited. Even though I think, you know, it's the right amount. So I'm shagging him. Have, have you guys ever seen uh, the world's fastest Indian movie? Uh, no, I, I've, it's supposed to be really good. So it's fantastic. So Anthony Hopkins, um, He's uh, plays a, a guy from New Zealand who has an Indian motorcycle. It's an old old school oh, like, right. motorcycle, yeah. and he it's his journey. And, and like the premise of it's like okay, that doesn't sound that interesting. But it's about him trying to get to the salt flats oh, to, yeah. to, to break a, the land speed record for that type of motorcycle, whatever. 
can't recommend that movie enough. It's huh. so so good. Yeah, so if, yeah that and that's that's probably my favorite Hopkins. Okay. Obviously, this is amazing, but and a completely different type of character is very fun uh, character. But uh, yeah, I'm check at, out World Fast. Adding it to my list right yeah. now. I've got a I've got a cousin. I didn't know we were on streaming recommendations. Oh, we that's not my streaming rec, but uh, <laughs> he brought up Hopkins and I want, and he's saying he doesn't hasn't seen him in much. So no, no, I'm yeah. just playing with you. Don't yeah, have to justify exactly. I, I've got a cousin <laughs> and she is a really interesting person but one of the things that she does is races motorcycles uh-huh. and uh she for a while uh was doing like super fast shit like at the salt flats like going fucking fast on a yeah. motorcycle like that's so crazy 200 plus yeah. i mean it's like i guess it's like really flat too so it's like perfectly set yeah. up for mm-hmm. for that sort of thing that's i don't know it's so weird i've never been to the salt flats it's supposed to be kind of cool though have it's you been salty, to it? salty salty <laughs> I, mean, I love like, salt really that's the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> John Denver. John Denver. Shit. Full of shit. Full of shit. <laughs> um, I'll, I guess I'll go and shag. I'm gonna shag. Uh, well, he'd fuck him, so I'm gonna fuck him too. <laughs> Ted Levine. Oh man. Fucking Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. God, he does such a great job. The the the, the problem with this role for, with with Ted Levine is now every time I see him in anything, he's fucking Buffalo Bill. You know what I mean? And. Uh, but I, he's just so creepy. His voice, that 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 choice that he makes, um, just it's just very, very, very cool and creepy and weird. And he's awesome. So, so I have to go next. Now I just pointed at Brad and said, "Now I'm going to go next because right. my shag is the fucking voice of, of the the way." So you said yeah. his name's uh, Ted Levine. Like I don't know yeah. the actor really. Is, he, yeah. is this the only thing? Is this what he's known for? Did he's, he do other things? This is probably what he's most known for. But he's been in, in tons of stuff. He's like. Seems like he plays a lot of cops, a lot of, a lot of like, you know. Because I love like the like his like just like weird aesthetic that like I guess in '91 like that was like so weird, but like but like sort of glam rocky, um, you know, feminine, but not overly feminine really. Yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, Lecter even says like he he was he isn't yeah. really a transsexual or something along those lines like he, right? he just doesn't like who he is right like must. i just i thought that was really cool the way that they sort of portrayed it on the screen and his choice with that voice like i wonder if the director was like hey we want you to do something weird with your voice or if he came into the audition and was just like i'm gonna get fucking weird with this like bear with me it's gonna be really cool right because dude it's so good and the way he like changes it from it puts the lotion on its skin right. and then he's like put in the basket you know what i mean like right. he changes oh dude it's so fucking dope yeah. when he like cries along with her and he's like yeah Oh. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's fucking great. Just like making fun of her, basically. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd say he's significantly underrated. Yeah, I love, love, love him in this. And I said earlier that like the freaking the the dick tuck move is just like one of my one of my all time favorites. So I, I I have to agree with these. No, it's 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 Mount Rushmore dick tucks. Yeah, have you seen Club Dread? Bro- Broken Lizards Club Dread? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the story where they're on the campfire. And it ends with them standing up doing the dick tuck. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, haven't seen that. it, Club Dread by if you like Super same, Troopers, the same, same guys. The Troopers. And uh, have you ever seen that one? No, it's, it's a horror oh, movie, it's but it's fun. cheesy. It's like a spoof, right? Funny, funny you, I mean, you'd yeah. like it. It's fun. It's, it's fun, and and but there's a great scene with a mangina in it. Clerk, Clerks Two does just a straight ripoff. Okay. Silent Bob offers Jay some chapstick, and then he opens it up, and he goes, "Oh." 
And then he starts, all of a sudden the song starts playing, he starts putting the chapstick on, and then he does the full-on dick tuck. He's, nice. he's got it <laughs> wide open, and, and they come out of the, uh, the convenience store and see it. Yeah. Um, my shag here is geniuses in movies. And while, while Hannibal Lecter is an evil genius, anytime you kind of have that, that genius figure that like is like a step ahead of everybody and has things figured out, and like I always really appreciate that. Like I, I, A weird one to think of is... is uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and social network. It's like whenever that you mm-hmm. feel like the person's like this weird genius that like has trouble, like, or not doesn't have trouble, but just like really is like obviously brighter than everybody else in the room. I always like appreciate those types of characters. I mean, for me, that's a big part of the goodwill hunting thing, right? Is the, like the way the genius plays in the movie. Yes, yeah. Yeah. for sure. So it's like, I mean, even though he's evil, like just knowing that he has most of this shit figured out, he knows what's going on. And, and, and he really is actually crazy helpful to the investigation. Yeah. They don't figure it out without him. hundred percent. Like, oh yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I, so so snag, snag would be like our favorite thing from this movie. I think this is a perfect example of a soundtrack really elevating mm-hmm. the movie, and that would be my snag from this. I just fucking love the real swelling, like classical music. I think that like, even when they bring in some secular music or some like uh, you know rock music, like Tom Petty and like uh, the 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 stuff Buffalo Bill's listening to, like fucking, it's just so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love it. I'm going to just co-sign there because mine actually is a little bit related. It's your song being used in an iconic fucked up scene. Yeah. Like, right. I, I love that. Like, so Goodbye Horses from, from Q Lazarus. Like that, that song is just forever ingrained in that, that terrible, terrible scene. Yeah. Um, stuck in the middle with you, Steelers Wheels and, and the Reservoir Dogs ear cut scene. Oh my or, gosh. Uh, uh, Layla and the Goodfellas where like they're, they're discovering yeah. all the bodies and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, just those become so iconic. And now like I cannot hear those actually good songs, but you can't hear them without picturing those those well, I fucked think up I, movies. I told the story before uh, the the cars uh, moving in stereo will always be associated with uh, Judge Reinhold jerking off to Phoebe Cates to yep. me. <laughs> and we used to make that joke all the time when we were practicing in the basement in the band and if somebody was gone too long, we figured we'd start singing that song in the microphone. So yeah, fucked up iconic songs. Uh, I mean, it's got to be cool. Like, I don't know Q Lazarus much about them, yeah. uh, but I mean, that officially put them into the pantheon of like iconic songs. If I hear that song, I'm thinking of that scene, period. Yep. 100%. I like that. And I'm sure they made a shit ton of money off of it too. Yeah. I'm going to snag Hopkins and Foster, their interactions together, the way they worked off each other. I, you could probably put somebody in each role or whatever, but just the way they work together, I just don't, I can't see anybody doing it as well as them. Just they're, ke- they, I guess it's a, it's a chemistry, it's a chemistry in a way, hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Not, not Which like is, a sexual chemistry, right. but just a, like there's a, I'd say it's like a vulnerability, right? Yeah. Like, like in, in certain ways, right? Like they, they connect on this level that uh-huh. it's, you know, that, that you feel like that they're really the characters connecting. And it's interesting because you, you actually do get a feeling that he actually gives a shit and is almost like kind of, well, he's, he's being a psychiatrist, he's helping her and that's deal with shit, call. which is crazy. Yeah. And cause he's helping her with the case, but also kind of helping her with herself and, and see things, but he's also fucking with her too. At the same, it's like this whole weird dynamic. And I just love that yeah, interaction, I love that, which is, that, which is even take. made more impressive in my opinion, by the fact that they're never like right next to each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like they're always either on the phone or like separated by like a big yeah. distance. Distance, you know what I mean, which I think is kind of cool. Then you, that, you, the last thing where she has her hand up and thing, and he, his finger rubs against hers, right? The last time they see each other, that's pretty weird. Do you think they ever uh, 
like it, it would it help the movie if they showed some of his interactions with like previous FBI agents and stuff that are like trying to get information from him where he's like fucking with them or give him no respect. Yeah, like where he's you, like he's just gonna shut up. He's not gonna talk to you. Like, well, but that's obviously. But that's Red they, Dragon. They talk about it, but Red Red Dragon is like Doctor Lecter talking to another agent. It's, a, it's another guy. It's the whole movie and and Mindhunter or Manhunter. Manhunter, yeah. Manhunter, yeah. So, which is Red Dragon, but yeah. So you, you do see his interaction with another, um, and actually, um, he ends up um, the the freaking Edward Norton. He's in Red Dragon. He actually is his patient, or he's actually no, he does not his patient. He, I, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but he actually almost kills him. Doctor Lecter almost kills him. So there's a weird interaction. Is it is it worth it? Like any of the other Lecter movies, Hannibal movies, or whatever? I don't know. I mean. We'll, we'll talk about that because I was actually going to recommend one. But okay, good, um, good. We'll talk about it. Then. But yeah, um, they're fine. I, I didn't like Hannibal. It what was, about the weird. What about the one that came out before Silence of the Lambs? You said that was like the original the Manhunter. Manhunter. Yeah. It was, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, and yeah. it was good. So I, yeah, I loved it. Oh really? So, okay, yeah. interesting. So uh, I got to snag Jodie Foster. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the role overall, she's obviously great with Hopkins, and I totally think I think Scott's take is right on the money. But she. There are a lot of a lot of the actresses mentioned would have been good in this. She is so uniquely good in this for me, um, and I even think some of the you know like the comment earlier about how she kind of goes from zero to sixty and like you hitting on me. Um, it feels a tiny bit out of place, but I also think the range she shows here, yeah. and some of the control that she shows in certain scenes where there, she feels like she gives you that that feeling of somebody that has some real trauma. You know, like you can feel the trauma at times. But also at the same time, she sometimes overcomes that trauma to like have you real confident. And there's a complexity there that, that she brings to bear that I think is, a, is very real. Right? I mean, I know a lot of people like that. You know, like I, I know people that like are simultaneously very confident and very insecure and both things are real, right? Mm-hmm. Very confident and very damaged and both things are real. And so I just think Jodie Foster does that you know, as well as anybody in any movie I've seen. And so I, I, she's phenomenal. I'll take, I'll take her in that role all day. And her like portrayal of terrified woman in the dark basement of a serial killer's house, like her going around those corners and going through those doors. Like she's breathing, breathing heavy, freaking out. Yeah, dude. Like it's so good. And that's what added to the tension in the theater, man. You just, you, you're, you're, you're her. Yeah, exactly. Going around each corner. Uh, It was, I remember it being in the thing. Just oh my god! Nate clinched onto Elda when in that last scene. He was like, <laughs> oh, he was I, like I, can, I, can you hold me? I, can yeah, you hold I, me? I, I, she was cradling me, and it was like so. It was so. so <laughs> Tell so, me when I can look. It was so terrifying and so exhilarating at the same time. Um, can I body bag first? Yeah, of course. I was just going to say that, like Scott was saying, like in that in that last scene, like. I, I kind of made fun of how many doorways are in that basement, but it like adds to it. Like oh, every yeah. time she goes through a doorway, you're like, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. And yeah. she does it like 11 times before yeah. he's actually there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Nate. So um, what's body bag? What does that mean? Something you'd You've been like. on the show before? No, I was or, just trying no. to like explain in case people hadn't listened before because we are it's now some, the pot of the year. People some, are going to be something listening. That I, would, that, I, that I could do without, that I would, uh, that I would like to change or kill. Um, and we know my bar for killing is low, but uh, this one in particular. So, Catherine Martin, who's the senator's daughter, who's yeah, in, yeah. In, the, the in the in the hole. She's a real aggro bitch, and like I feel like it's a little <laughs> antagonistic. Well, so yeah. like she hasn't eaten like three days, well, dude. 
but, but no, <laughs> she's minorly hangry. But, 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 no, okay. but notice, but notice that like, she's obviously pissed at Buffalo Bill understandably. And like she, you know, okay. But then Clarice shows up and it's like, I'm here to save you. You're safe. I need to go, you know, like, but I got to go deal with this. Right. Like I'm an FBI agent. And she's like, don't you, you leave me, you fucking bitch. And I'm like, whoa, like she's, <laughs> Take this is, you got to remember too. This is Senator Star. She's probably super spoiled, but like uh, she's yeah. probably not a great person to begin with. Yeah. Okay, so in that sense, like <laughs> I, I, I'll give you that. Like maybe that's played perfectly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really caught my eye. But if I, but <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa! Like you are really. I, I leave her in the hole. Like maybe we just leave her. You know, you know, like don't worry about it. You know, but but if I'm if I'm gonna body bag something that is clearly a problem for me, it's that she rolls out. And she's keeping the dog. Oh, <laughs> she didn't just punt she carries, it. She's the carrying the dog. And I'm I, like, I love. Why that is she part. keeping the dog? She, like she, she has a she has a like, emotional connection with that dog that she's been holding guys, for how much at human least flesh two is, hours. How much human flesh is that dog eating? Oh, I mean, oh, oh, it's got a yeah. thirst for like oh, yeah. an incredible human, right? Oh, she, it's that she that dog is definitely going to bite Catherine Martin within the first twenty four hours. <laughs> so, so can I? <laughs> I was just going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, this poor girl got lured into a van, bashed over the head with a cast, thrown in a hole, and you're like wondering why she's a little fucked up and carrying a dog out. I mean, she's probably just completely scrambled. You know what? Keep your composure. Okay, Scott? That's what I say. (laughs) Keep your shit together. Sounds to me like the two of you. Hole or no hole. Sounds to me like the two of you hate women. Nate, imagine you without (laughs) Diet Coke for three days. Oh, I would rage against anybody that tried to save me. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so this this brings us directly. Let's not into exaggerate. Diet okay? Pepsi, Brad. I have a body bag oh. involving the same <laughs> the same woman, but for 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 different reasons. So we're we're led to believe, and Clarice deduces that he has to like loosen their skin by not feeding them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to thin them up a little bit. Where does she get the chicken bone? Oh, he gives her enough gives like a little. scratch. A little She's yeah. getting like 150 so she calories. She's getting food. She a little like, bit. It's like a. I think it's like a Atkins thing. I think it's like a low carb thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. she's on the she's on the carnivore. Uh, yeah, yeah. She he sends down like a little bit of cheese and some. It's like, like a meat South Beach nuts. diet right. thing. Yeah, lots of eggs, bacon. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. That, so know. I don't know if I can body bag it anymore because I was like, <laughs> no. She says she's like, oh, thanks for giving me some scraps. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Like I thought we weren't feeding these chicks. Like, yeah. What are we doing? Good, that actually, though, I like the body bag here because like he's gonna kill them in three days. They will not starve in three days. Exactly. You like, live for like three weeks. In yeah. There. Just throw them some water. Throw them some water and let them really he, loosen he, that skin. He wants skin to keep up. her yelling. He wants to well, have enough energy to, to scream at him. He and he probably that. too. When she's like, "I've lost a little bit of weight," he's like, "It's just water weight." Like that's what people <laughs> always say. They're like, "You're gonna gain it back when I kill you." Like you know what I mean? Like fucking just like shames her a little bit. Like don't feel good about that. It's just water weight. That's great. Uh, okay. All right. That's my body bag. All right. My body bag. We already talked. We uh, we I, I said it's Hannibal in the school gym. Like that that whole scene. While I do enjoy kind of what happens, yeah, the fact that they put him in the, in, the, in the school gym on the fifth floor just kind of let uh, you know old Jim Bob and and Billy like try to figure this shit out, yeah. and it just didn't go well. Well, my my body bag is kind of tied to that in a way, and and it's simply Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. Yeah. It, what? Who it, is Chris Isaac? He's he's the the head of the SWAT team. Yeah. And and I don't like when they cap- is that the same guy as sings wicked games yes yeah i wish he'd what a wicked game, game to and, play and i hate a that's mo- perfect <laughs> God, a, you, a movie you Chris Isaac cover no, I- we hang out in stockton every once in a while <laughs> i can't hit that note scott can you hit it uh, no. i actually don't you play that i don't do that one you don't play that one at solo shows I yeah. God, I, that video. I don't want everyone to fuck me 
That video Dude, is I think you'd have to beat them video. away with the fucking Gibson, bro. They'd be coming at you hard. Yeah. One of the most erotic videos of all time. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> it absolutely. Eating cake by the beach, bud. Damn. Uh, is that Chris, uh, uh, Cindy Crawford in that? Is it? Wasn't Yeah, I, I think, think it was. was. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Cindy Crawford. No. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That was, a, that was a good video. Cake, cake by the sea. Google that, kids. Anyway, so I hate um, when you have a serious movie like this, and then all of a sudden they have a like Chris this, Isaac. So, yeah, some some fucking music guy or whatever, not an actor, and you're like, because instantly Hel- oh, Helena, hey, Helena Christensen's. Oh, that, she, she's in that one. Okay, yeah. um, from Swim Fan. Wait. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Sorry. But. Um, yeah, it's just it kind of takes you out of the moment when you're in a, a serious. Here's a serious movie, and out of the SWAT team comes Chris Isaac leading the team, and his acting isn't all that great. And I just I just don't like when they cast musicians like that and roles like that. So anyway, I hated it. I agree. I love Chris Isaac though. Yeah, I was gonna say like I don't I think he was like a big Chris popular Isaac. name though at this point. He sounded like he was maybe trying to become an actor in '91. No, I, I think he was he, destroying he was, in '91. Oh yeah, was he? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure that yeah. maybe even like Grammys and shit. Yeah, we're he, gonna look it up right now. We're all now. googling Chris Isaac. So the, you, this was a little bit of stunt casting, is what you're saying? Like a yeah, little, yeah. And I just wasn't a fan. Okay. All right. So uh, what do we we are we are we gonna stream? Are we gonna hit our streams? Are we cross streams? I guess he didn't win a Grammy until '96, but still, but still. Dude, when, it, when did Wicked dude, Game? Yeah, come out? Still. Wicked Game came out in '89. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so two yeah, years before this. Oh, Wicked Game. My bad. By yeah. this. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross and Rachel fucked to that song for the first time. <laughs> really? In the in the what do you mean really? Are you acting like you don't watch Friends right now? No, I did, but I don't remember that. Was yeah, when they fuck in the museum. Oh, the wicked games you play. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note. Crackle Pluto, HBO, Fananime on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Shoot on Shutter, Boobo. What the fuck is Boobo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. Where's idiots? Wrong category. <laughs> Entirely <laughs> different one. Entire, not <laughs> even the same episode. I was like, not waiting for the. I was episode. waiting for fucking Tim Beck to come in and yell about like, it. idiots. Idiots for your streaming revenge. That movie sucks. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Fuck <Damn>. your streams. <laughs> I think a lot of our jingles kind of end on the same like. Yeah. I was just waiting for Tim. That's All the right. Jingles work. So, oh I thought maybe you broke it and cut it off early or something. So I talked about neo noir. Uh, earlier, and I talked about a movie that I think is like kind of kind of the the natural uh, predecessor to this, and that's Chinatown. Um, so you know he's 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 a private eye, so it's not quite the same like detective you know killer genre that 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 La Silence of the Lambs introduces. But there's a lot of similarities. The tone and feel of it is very similar. It's kind of disturbing. Um, it's actually not one of my favorite favorites because I don't like the noir feel. But if you like the noir feel, it's definitely one that you, if you haven't seen it, check, you should check it out. It's Jack Nicholson, maybe one of his most famous roles, and it is on What the Fuck is Fubo. It, it's one of those movies that I'm kind of wondering why I just, why haven't I watched it? It's like, it's, it's such a f- famous movie. Everybody talks about it, and it's just kind of on this long list of movies that I really should have seen by now, especially for a guy who's on a movie podcast. So, anyway. Yeah, if you were on another movie podcast, we'd probably really give you shit about that. Right. There's a lot of movies that a lot of us haven't seen. We should have. Um, so we've talked about about mine a few times already, and, and that's Manhunter, um, the first of this series. Which is, so it's different actors. It's so Brian Cox is Hannibal Lecter in that one. 
Um, William L. Peterson um, plays the the detective in that one, and then uh, the the Buffalo Bill, the tooth. Sorry, it's a tooth fairy in this one. Right. Um, is uh, Tom Noonan is is an actor who is super creepy looking, big giant, big weird giant guy. Dude. Yeah, he's he's kind of a one of those guys that always plays kind of a. A, a weird bad guy character. He was in the, the last action hero, uh, Schwarzenegger. He was the bad guy in that. Um, and and if if I'm not mistaken, Hannibal Lecter's I think in one scene, right? It's like yeah, one he, little small part. It's pretty. It's pretty small um, compared to um, the, the 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 remake they did um, with uh, Ray Fiennes was was in the tooth the tooth fairy in, in that one. Um, but yeah, so it's a great movie. The 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 the, clim- the final scene. And I got a Davidas playing in the background. It's a super like trippy, crazy uh, finale to the movie. It's really, really good. Yeah, they they chop edit it where it like it kind of keeps rewinding and like like it's just very strangely edited. Yeah, so but, but really, really kinda fucking kinda good. Very eighties. Yeah, really good movie. So uh, check that out it's on the uh, Criterion Channel. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I've got um, a Spike Lee joint. I'm gonna go Summer of Sam. Uh, it's while well, you don't really have like investigators it's it's the neighborhood kind of trying to investigate to figure out who the uh the son of sam killer is um and it's just a, a weird strange movie that involves kind of the the lives of a few different uh people in the neighborhood and uh it's set in the in the late 70s new york and there's heat wave it's a heat wave right yeah. and it's just kind of a, a a weird strange movie definitely a little bit different for for spike lee but uh it's got some some very kind of like sketch scenes like i mean some of the stuff with the uh the the son of sam killer is pretty pretty brutal and i would i would uh piggyback that with uh the netflix that documentary that my wife just watched about son of sam there's like a newer documentary about the that whole thing in the investigation and this one guy that sort of investigated it and has this whole theory how it's like all connected to this like satanic cult and all this stuff oh, sure. dude really fucking wild yeah i only caught a few episodes of it while i was like walking through the room while she was watching the fucking uh, her like trying to terrify herself um it was good and we're on the on the outskirts of the streaming networks because uh mine uh, uh summer of sam is available on hoopla hoopla nice. love that hoopla what was the one that that me and your mom that your mom convinced me was real was it hoopla uh was it hoopla it's the one Hoopla. that you, you, she made you sign. I up just for. said it was real. Well, no, I know, but like, <laughs> no, but I'm saying <laughs> they, they had, got in an argument with my mom about and whether when, or not that this the, is right after Wendy yelled at me and was like, watch the commitments. Yeah. Uh, and then she was like, it's on Hoopla. And Nate was like, that's not even real. And she was like, yes, it is. Yeah. So she showed okay. me. Apparently, you get, <laughs> apparently you get, in San Joaquin County, you get it free through the library. And so she, and so then I went and, and she said you could get, I think it was the commitments through it. And then I bought it. They just went and bought it while she was telling me this on Prime, and she was just incensed. Yeah, she was like, "You could have <laughs> got you a free from the library." Me and Wendy, we have some. We need to hash some things out. We'll so, be fine. Wendy, you and I, next time, next time we run into each other, let's let's have a little sidebar here. Nate, Nate, Nate said he wants to fight you. Commitments, <laughs> commitments is worth the purchase, though. I think. Oh, my mom loves it. Yeah, right, she was, need, she watch, heavily recommended. You watch it yet, Nate? I haven't. No, he hasn't driven anywhere lately, minutes. so he hasn't. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh all right set uh, the phone like on landscape mode right on the <laughs> speedometer right there and just fucking drive along do you I like wa- that do you watch me while i drive uh <laughs> i've driven with you probably, actually you're not bad you're not a, that bad a driver. bad not a pretty good driver bad parker yeah mm. yeah great actually par- ironically i'm a really good parallel parker just a straight in the slot spot I've never been straight one day in my life. That's a fact. what gets me. 
Never been straight one day in my life. <laughs> That's right. Get that drop. You heard it here. All right. Hey, wait, Zach. Zach, what are, what are you streaming here, man? Okay, so so yeah, I got I got my streaming. So uh, this is a movie that like I think a lot of people who don't like scary movies or horror movies are like, oh, this movie's so scary. This is a horror movie. Blah blah blah. I don't think this movie's particularly scary or a horror movie. I think we've kind of covered that, yeah. but. If you watch this movie and you're like, this movie's not scary at all, and then you watch like a movie that you think is like scarier, and you're like, I want to be more scared. <laughs> There's a movie that I've talked about. I've talked about it on this on this pod before. It came out in 2008. It's called Martyrs. It's a French movie um, that is really terrifying. Uh, also deals with like somebody kind of being like sort of abducted and trapped in a house and. Um, uh, a little more torture element than uh, than uh, a lot more torture element than uh, Silence of the Lambs, but very fucking good movie. Like it's talked about as like this movie that's like really shocking and crazy. Do not watch this movie if you are not ready for a shocking, scary movie. But it is on Tubi, and if you get too scared, Damn, we really want a hard. Yeah, movie. I know. We that's hard that's, that's we're in the streaming recommendation. But don't. Don't watch this movie unless you think you can handle it. And if you watch it and can't handle it, then fucking don't blame me because I fucking warned you. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I've heard you mention that movie a couple times, and and um, our friends, uh, two chicks in a horror flick. Yeah, I know they loved it as well. And so, like something I know Nate does this as well. I like to Google and read the Wikipedia about what the movie's uh, yes. about because because I, I saw somebody mention it on yeah, a list w- or w- something. Wikipedia is the only you. way to watch horror and, movies because 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 <laughs> I, I honestly I will not watch it because because I just know you should not watch it. I'm not going yeah. to and because I've read all about it yeah. and fucking it's that's not a movie I will enjoy at all. <laughs> it's and really so, good, so really yeah, well made. If you like fucked up movies like Zach likes, yeah. then you're gonna love it. But if you're like me, like a normal person, don't fucking watch it. This movie is really <laughs> Nate, uh, Brad talked about being like on the outskirts of. Uh, of like watching this movie is available on Tubi, Pluto, Voodoo, and Plex. There so, like, Plex? Fucking, all, all the I big haven't heard ones. of Plex. That, yeah, that's it's a new just one. The, it's the ultimate Plex, is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Soft Plex, cool Plex. Oh, okay. I think that's it. Moving on to the next one. Are they gonna say idiots in this one? Nope. God damn it. No jet watch for Maverick, Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. Idiots. So, <laughs> I am a big, I'm a big uh, fan of this category. I've been in this weird, like, sort of like, combination really busy combination unprepared state of like trying to think of things that would make these movies better or like to add an alternate ending to it and the only thing i can really come up with to this movie is i want to see like we sort of get a taste of hannibal like being this like monster right in Mm -hmm. the in the jail cell and like obviously he's a genius so like I think when the song comes on at the end and Hannibal's following the Chilton guy and everybody's excited about him killing the Chilton guy, right? Like, except for Brad. Brad's like, he was a great dude. I don't know why anybody would be mad at him. Um, 
Like, I want to see that. Like, I think the song should come on. It should be another one of those cool scenes where they're like playing a song that's not necessarily like a scary brooding song, but then you get to see like a brutal murder. And then maybe the movie ends with like him eating like the dude's fucking like kidney or something. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is. I'm, I, I think that would be dope. So it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned another song because I actually have, I don't have an alternate. Oh, what do you song. have, Scott? So here, here's the song that'll come on and uh, I'll just kind of play it for you right here. And, uh. It's a it's a it's a classic. I'm it's still standing. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get it to work one second. This is a perfect example of like we watched him murder the guy, the song's going on, and then he's just eating like a super rare like liver. That actually would be yeah. creepy, dude. It, it would be super that creepy, song? right? Yeah. And if it was like the audio quality of that, or it was like yeah. sort of sounds like yeah, it's in a tunnel too. Yeah. I fucking love that. Oh wow. That's uh, that's pretty solid. So I have got I got okay, one real go. quick. Yeah. Go. So I got um I, I don't want the phone call at the end. I, I and again I'm 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 a nice enough person to leave uh, Mr. Chilton or whatever his name is, leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do want still a conversation between Clarice and and, and Hannibal. So um, it's not too long after they've solved the murder. She's at home and it's kind of like dark evening or whatever. And all of a sudden you hear, hello, Clarice. Mm -hmm. And and he's standing there and she's just like, "I, I, I didn't think you would call me. And he's like, oh, but I did. And it's all of a sudden, like he's 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 coming he's coming up to her, and like you're getting this evil feeling, like oh my god, what's he gonna do to her? And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Congratulations, you graduated the academy!" And he puts out his hand, <laughs> and it's just a big surprise party for her. This was all he was an actor; he wasn't even he actually wasn't, really. It wasn't even real. This was <laughs> just this a was final training. FBI training, and oh. just to get her to her like final destination to be I an know, actual I FBI agent. Wow. He's agent agent. Jones. He's, oh, no, he's just an actor. They hire him because they oh, need yeah, a good yeah. actor. So he's she had blanks in her gun and fucking they, been Bill, Buffalo blanks. Bill was wearing squibs. Oh, yeah. yeah and like was, none of that was real. <laughs> and and they come in. They're like, you know, I mean, you, you clearing the house, you should have called for backup. Like you didn't do a great yeah. job there. But you, you fucked up you, a you lot actually, of stuff. You got an 85 out of uh, and you need to get 80. <laughs> so good job. You're an agent now. And now she's I like catatonic this. state of just never recovers. Yeah. Seriously, though, how like thinking about how the movie actually ended or whatever. Yeah, he does, does that call. She's like, yeah, he's not going to call him out of it. But how's her life for the rest of her life? Terrible. She's looking over her shoulder. She's ruined. Yeah, but yeah. She, she doesn't. She doesn't hear the lambs, though. That's a good point. Now, and is she an accessory now that she knows, or do you think she gives some warning to 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 Chilton, or is she just like, yeah, fuck that dude? Well, wait, how does she know that about Chilton? Well, he says he's going to have. He a, says, I'm going to have an old friend for dinner. She has to kind of imagine like. Did no, she, she doesn't know. Way. She, doesn't, she has like, no idea. She has no idea. She cannot be held accountable for that. That's oh, a okay. leap. I think she's an accessory, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, so wait, I, the only reason I have straight. You think Chilton should live, but she's an accessory for not knowing immediately <laughs> that the old friend was Chilton. <laughs> You saw this movie in a very different light than I did. <laughs> I will say though, do they ever? She's still a cadet, right? The whole movie that she doesn't yeah. graduate. No, she graduates end. at the very end. They show the graduation. Yeah, but I'm saying oh, after the whole thing's over. Yeah, after she but after she solved the crime saying, and yeah. like been a hero. But even the graduation was all an elaborate ruse. Like they just that was all they were still. Fucking no, I say like them. between the graduation, between when she 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 ends the yeah. she finds the dude and kills him. Yeah. Before they get graduation, that's like her. Fun. Like you get to see. Him I, I love ahead. that, but I'm actually now almost wishing that they fucking do review like some CCTV footage of the end where she ends up getting Bill and like all that stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, you you fucking you did all that shit wrong. Like you don't get to graduate now. <laughs> like thanks for stopping the serial killer. Like we're we're out on you." 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so I've got one. So movie happens exactly as, <laughs> as, as it did. Okay. We get to the final scene. All right. She's in the house. Her house. No, she's no. It's just, sorry, she, oh, she's she, in Buffalo she, Bill's house. She's in house. Buffalo Bill's house. Yeah. She's running through the rooms. She gets to the sort of night vision room and she wheels, fires her gun, totally misses. He shoots her. She dies. What were you guys? <laughs> that was were you guys expecting? The were you guys expecting vampires? I oh well, fuck I'm not it. sure what was all right. Fuck happen. off. She's a vampire. And she eats them. Signs of life still done. Jesus, you know, you, ex- you 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 play it too often, and they just expect it from you every time. And then she's with she's with Hannibal at the end, and they're having Chilton. They're for having dinner. Chilton for dinner, and she's on his neck. And Silence of Lambs still done. There you go. There we go. All right. <laughs> you know, I think a big miss. Two is that we don't get to see Bill like she doesn't bust in when Bill is like wearing his new skin suit, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. I will say that not having him in the skin suit at any point was a was a right a missed opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was like only one boob on the skin suit. Like he was waiting for like the he was waiting for like a matching boob. Yeah. For the other side. Why, why wouldn't you have both boobs? I would and, think and, you would yeah. want to go like when, at least. And, and I want to see him putting it on and then stuffing the boob that's there. Oh, right. Missed opportunity with like flesh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right? Yeah, so that's yeah. realistic. Yeah. Like, like you uh, take like, like some of the fat or, off or, of or bags of sand. Yep. Oh, well, that's exactly, well, that's exactly what so, my So it feels real. It feels real like a bag, bag of sand. sand. This is the most realistic skin suit ever. It's got bags of sand in the boobs. I, I was just... <laughs> he's like, just playing cornhole and he's like, oh, you know what? This would be perfect for it. Puts sand. the cornhole bag in there. I was I just thinking, it. and I want to put this out there, just just on, on previous like, conversations today, it's like I, some new shirt ideas. Like Nate needs the one that says... It happens just the way it did, but, and then just like a couple things, like, oh, uh, that'd be a cool oh, shirt. Oh. Good shirt. Yeah. Zach, yours, of course, would say, um, if I'm going to shag snump something, <laughs> it's going to be dot, dot, dot. I and then on the back I says, bye bye. And Brad's, Brad's would definitely, definitely say, like, yeah, I didn't really like it. Uh, <laughs> <if I> can- <laughs> There's just this one part. Yeah. <laughs> and Scotches would say, I like boobs. <laughs> It checks out. <laughs> it checks out. Um, all right. So again, we, 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 that it. We we. Yeah. I think we, that, I think that I think home. that wraps up uh, Silence of the Lambs. I think uh, I think everybody did a great job on this movie. Every you guys did an amazing job on this podcast. I'm proud of you. Thank you, buddy. Um, I see the problem with recording a bunch of pods in like sort of non-succession is like do we have any fucking idea what's coming up? Yeah, next? yeah. yeah next we, we do these things called drafts. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're based on the movies we do. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> under great, great protest from uh, Zach, Zach, yeah. Zach, Zach and his wife. Yeah. I think mostly Zach's wife. Yeah, she was upset. We're doing the most memorable mask. And to me, she said, oh, yeah, a lot of great conversation about masks. Uh, I was like, well, you know. <laughs> I think we did. get <laughs> solid 45 yeah. on our draft. Once, once, once you dig into it, it's a much deeper I lo- feel. I, lo- I love masks. Yeah. So yeah. next week, we've got mask draft, and we've got our friend, the governator, coming back for, uh, for some judging. That sounds like I cannot. I'm actually really excited about the mask draft. It's going to be fun. Can it be a good time 
Check us out on the socials. Nate defending his title. Like get and subscribe oh, yeah. our shit, please, right? Isn't that what yep. the, yeah. the like that's what my subscribe. daughter always says when she's talking to the like phone. And subscribe. She's making a video of herself and she tells her like herself to like and subscribe. I love it. <laughs> on a video that doesn't go out to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that shit. Like so subscribe. you know about. Tell, yeah. your, tell your friends about us. <laughs> tell your friends about us, especially if they like uh cool dick jokes and jokes about Sandy boobies. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Nate's I can grab your favorite podcast. Let's start.